Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? High noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on SNR for and the next two hours. You better have missed me, too. Well, that's what it really means. If you didn't miss me, I got a problem with each and every one of y'all. Uh-oh. Starting with Brian Batco, but I'm going to get on him on next Thursday. Yeah, I know. Batman yesterday you two without timing, you. Oh. You two-timing, backstabbing. You went on vacation. I gave you a pass. Oh, I can't leave for a day without you coming up here with somebody else. <laughs> oh, I tell you why I oughta. He was throwing those shots too, that Brian Batco. You, you wait till I see you next week, Mr. Brian Batco. You wait. You you had a whole week on vacation. We let you live. <laughs> I take a business trip. Not even going 24 hours. You over here Poor Arthur talk, talking to dad bod. Not even dumb bod. just dad bod. I can't believe you. Woo. You, it. See, you better hope you change your number by the time I call you next week. It's going to be a problem. I'm just sending it out there now, all right? Power Grid, y'all take with that and do what y'all with that as you need to. Y'all know he got the same, you know what I'm saying, phone number since seventh grade. Yep. Y'all make sure y'all hit him up. I, I'm, I might leak his number while we on the air since he want to get on the hotline and talk to somebody else other than me. Here's what we'll do. We'll give his number in parts, <laughs> all right? Throughout the next two hours, we'll give his number in parts. So you got to listen to get it all. Starts with a four. Starts with a four. One, two. All right, we'll go. We'll give the rest yep. of it as the show yep. goes along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arthur Motes back in the saddle on a Friday, of course, to send you off into your weekend with smiles and laughter. And Yin's already know the drill. You want to chime in anytime over the next two hours, you can get at us on the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body. Arthur Motes, some, uh, some moving and shaking since we last spoke on Wednesday, mm-hmm. namely. We've got a new nickname for a team in the NFL. Well, it's sort beautiful. of. Or maybe, I love it. Or maybe the lack thereof a nickname, mm. if you will. Arthur Motes, the Washington Redacteds, Mm-mm. will go by the Washington football team until further notice. And, and I just want to say, you make sure you call them that too. Not no more Redacteds, not no anything else. They are the Washington football team. Put respect on their name. I love it. I love it. I do too. I um it. Now, it might be a little unfair for me, right? Because everybody knows, all right, like I love, I love soccer, mm. you know, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> as my best friend and cousin Jared told me yesterday, of course you would love the Washington football team, you Euro, <laughs> because I think, it, you know, it's like Barcelona, it's like Manchester okay, United, okay. it's like Real Madrid, you know, you don't yeah. necessarily, it's like Liverpool, right? Like you don't necessarily need a nickname, like if we were the Pittsburgh football team or the Pittsburgh hockey club or the Pittsburgh baseball yeah. team or the Pittsburgh baseball club, I, I kind of dig it, Mo. It's, it's, it's different. I, I, I like different. I love it. I absolutely love it. In fact, whenever they put up the polls for, hey, should we keep, what, what should our new name be? I'm voting for it to stay the Washington football team. It's clean. It's unique. I mean, when you think about this, they're repping – I would say their state, but it's not a state. Right, the district, district of Columbia, yeah. which I think is awesome because that is that adds to the whole uniqueness of their situation. They still keep the same color scheme, but they're not going with some off-brand. Was it Red Wolves, Red Tails? Like, no, I don't want to hear any of this red anything. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we we were past what the former name was. It was offensive to people. 
All right, y'all got what y'all wanted. Out of it. Leave it alone. No more red. No more red. Period. Okay. You call maroon, but no more red. <laughs> All right. So that's just is what it is. But for me, I love the Washington football team. And then when I got a chance to see the uniforms, I was very impressed because they are so clean. They are. I mean, you get the nostalgia of almost like your collegiate style. You think about an Alabama, mm-hmm. for example, with just the number on the helmet. Mm-hmm. I love that. But then I also love how they did the colorway on the jerseys. It's a very clean and concise look about them. Now, the product on the field probably is going to be the same <laughs> as it's been in the past, but that's neither here nor there. The fact you might that as well look is, good man, if you're not you going to be winning very yeah, much. Yeah, they look good. I love the name. I love the fact that it's, it's, it's a subtle – I'm going to do it my way yeah. since I can't have what I really want. Y'all had an issue with it. Where we're going to go with this? Can't offend anyone with this one now. All right, we're good. No one can be upset about this. Yeah, I love I it. I mean, though. unless you're going to be upset that they don't have a nickname. Well, 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 no, no, no. You could be upset that why has it got to be Washington? I mean, what about can't it be me? the D.C. Uh, football team? Yeah, what about that? Or the Arlington football See? team? Or, or, can we call them the Maryland football team? Like, didn't oh, they're play just going to leave yeah, Maryland yeah, out yeah, of this? I'm just saying. Like, mm. See? Or what about the DMV? We kind of all share that team, right? Because some people can say that. The DMV football team. See? Maybe that'll be the next so, name so, when so they announce it a year There are plenty of ways you can get offended with this thing. But either way, that's neither here nor there for me, man. I vote keep it the Washington football team. And anybody, I mean, anything, it's beautiful. You can't hate on it. How you going to hate on it? How I like it. Hate? I like it. You know what's great about it, too, is I think with a new nickname, right, mm-hmm. there would have been a push that, okay, it's, it's really not going to be new until you change the color scheme. Yeah. But that's now the, you have to change. If you change the nickname, you have to. Change you the you color almost scheme. have to change this yes. color scheme. But now I don't know if that's the case nah. because it, it's almost like Moats. This was like, in a way, kind of brilliant. It's the only way that they can still kind of, you know, like Dan Snyder always says. Well, we've had such a tradition under yes. these colors and with this. Uh huh. You can still kind of keep some of that tradition well, while shying away from the part real. that you don't want to. Even when they said on the thing established in 1932. Mm-hmm. It keeps the tradition of that team. Correct. You think about your Doug Williams. You think about the Hogs. You think about all these people, all these players, coaches that have been a part of that organization. You don't lose that legacy. Whereas, think about the Tennessee Titans. You think they think of Earl Campbell when they think of the Tennessee Titans? No. No, they think of Steve McNair, and that's where it pretty much starts and ends for them. Whereas, when you go back to Houston where the team originally started, it's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different Thought process of that's that a great, history. That's a great example. So with this right here, by you keeping it as the Washington football team, you include all of that history. There is no break in the timeline of we used to be this, now we are this. It's, it's more just cohesive in, in that sense. And then, you're, like you said, you have the flexibility of keeping the colorway. Because if you change the name to anything, I guess I've seen people, Red Wolves, Red Wolves, Red Tails. Well, that's why it was red everything, like, right? So they yeah. could keep this same color scheme. Right, but it's like, no, because let's be real. And I hate to say this, but no, whatever if they pick a new team name, nobody's gonna call them the team name. We all know. Okay, when you're on air or you're doing a radio show by Skins. rule, you're gonna call them what they're supposed to be called, air quotes included. But when you're talking amongst your friends, when you're talking amongst anybody at the game, Skins. they're the Skins. That's what they're gonna call them. Yep. Period. Yep. So to avoid that, people are people will call them the Washington football team before they call them a new nickname Correct. consistently. Correct. As bad as that sounds, that's just how it is. We know how humans are. We know how people are. We definitely know how social media is. So for me, I love it. I just find it funny that people were so up in arms in terms of getting the name to be switched. Now when they come with the Washington football team, now they want to complain about, well, no, you need to give it a name, man. No, you can't just <laughs> go with no name. Well, no. Nah. Y'all had an issue with the last name, right? It was such an issue to everybody out here that y'all wanted to change it. It's our name. We changed what we want to change yep. it to, and we're unique. We're going to be the only one like this. Boom. 
I love it. I do too. It's great for Brandon too. It's great oh for because again, bro. we're on Steelers Nation Radio talking about this. Absolutely. Everyone's talking about this today. I think too, Motsi, maybe we should have expected something like this. Because you and I were talking about, you know, we were talking about the Seattle Kraken, yeah. the, the the Seattle uh, NHL team finally releasing its logo and its and name and the colorway yeah. and all that. That took them almost two years. Yeah. To, the Seattle NHL team has been working on, okay, what's our main logo going to be? Mm-hmm. What's the secondary logo going to mm-hmm. be? What's the block lettering logo? You got, you essentially have three different logos. Yes. Plus, you got to decide the colorway, all the schemes, like you the, said, the, how the, that's going to work. The design on the uniform. Because the, let's be real, if you were going away from the skins logo you had to come up with something that was going to be drastically different that wasn't going to be offensive remember they said when they said it was going to be no native american imagery on it mm-hmm. that means it's a full up a, a full mm-hmm. change a full makeover so with that being the and case that's not just on the uniform that's and the logo the field, that's, that's everywhere the cups, that's the that's practice the, facility the, the, the cheers yep you think about anybody who's been to the Steelers facility or anybody who's been to Hinesville on game day. Think about how day. often you see that logo around everything town. Everything is Steelers. Mm-hmm. You the see that logo, logo on the south everything. side. You see it on the north side. So on the you north would have shore. to like, change everything yep. over. Right now, all they did was remove the, the logo. And everything else is fine. They don't have to change the colorway. If they change the colorway, they got to change mm-hmm. the seat colors. Mm-hmm. You think about when, when you look at these stadiums minus fans, you can see the colors of the chairs. You go to Hinesville, you can see the colors of the chairs there. Every stadium has the colors a certain way to represent the still. I mean, to represent the team's colors. Exactly. You have, have to it change all, all that. It's in the Absolutely. concourse of your stadium. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Parking lot, everywhere. It, that's how it is. So you, it's a lot that goes into changing it. Rebranding and, and, is a big deal. And that's before you get into yeah. the, the legalities of trademarking and copyrights. And the sure, time that that takes. Or, 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 hold on, making sure that that's not offensive either. Because who knows if Red Tail is offensive to somebody? Who knows if Red Wolf is offensive to somebody? There's so many names that could be offensive right now that, hey, instead of us going through this whole process, rushing it and having it looking just – you know, half done, go with Washington football team. Everything else gets to remain the exact gives us same. Time gives to us decide time. Colorway is good. The uniforms, even though they switched them, they still aren't far from what they used to be. But you could just see they're different in terms of the uh, the helmet right. and some of, like I said, the lettering on the jerseys and stuff right. like that. So it's an easier transition, especially under these times where everything was so short notice. I mean, this is. They, they made the decision right. they were going to switch it, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? A month it's, and a half ahead of, of the season. It's not a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> You've and, got, and you got to have everything do all done. That logo, all Talk that font, all you're, that. You're reporting to training camp. Yeah. Think about this. At least they released this element of it. Prior to yesterday, we said, "What are they going to report to training camp in? What next week? What are they going to be what wearing? Are they gonna be wearing? <laughs> what are you practicing in? You going? It's like when you when you're a free agent, you turn your your shirt inside out. <laughs> You turn your shorts like the, inside like the out. AB, like, it's like the Raiders yeah, helmet, but with no, yeah. no, 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 like, just who, the colors. What are going to do here? Like, you don't have that much time to decide. So I love this, man. I, I think it's a great idea. I, I hope they stick with it. Me too. And, I would I would love it if they announced like a year from now. Like, yeah, we're just going to keep this. And, and I think it's still, like from a rivalry standpoint, you think about the Cowboys and, and the Skins. Yes. Like, if you switch their name, it doesn't hold the same weight in terms of that rivalry. Whereas you could still say Cowboys, and you know the Washington team. You know it's Washington. That's the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Same you, color. The same colors. You know exactly yep. what it is when they're on the, on the field together. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I want to see what too. they're gonna do though from the uh, from a stadium midfield logo standpoint. Because remember they used to have the right. old logo. So would it just be a W? Is I think because like they did Washington? put out that that W like yeah, the burgundy uh-huh. and yellow W. So I wonder if that's Maybe gonna be that. in the middle of the field. Because huh. from an end really zone cool. standpoint, it's fine. They could have Washington. I think they always had Washington in one end zone and then the nickname in the other. Correct. So you could easily have Washington in both, end, both zones end zones and be fine. Yeah. yeah. 
You know what would be cool is if they did? If they did something with, like, the outline of the District of Columbia at at center field. That would be tight. Yeah, it's got, like, that. Like, it almost looks kind of yeah. like the shape of New Jersey in a way, yeah. honestly. Like, the District of Columbia. That would be pretty cool at, like at the 50-yard line, too. I'm totally for it, bro. I am, too. You get to keep the color. You get to keep, like we said, the sense of tradition yes. while kind of shunning the part of your past that mm-hmm. you want to disassociate with. I love it. I love it, too. And like like you, I hope it sticks. Uh, I'm there. You got my vote. You got my vote, too. About time those guys did something right. I mean, geez. Uh, Arthur Motes, what conference do the uh, does the Washington football team play in? They play in the NFC East, which I hope they win now because I want them to stick it to everybody. Let's go, Washington football team. And you know that you know anybody that knows me, I grew up a diehard Cowboys fan growing up in the thing, man. <laughs> Obviously, it switched once I started getting compensated, and then mm-hmm. I fell in love when I came to Steeler Nation. But before and all when that, Deion Sanders left the Cowboys because that's what it really was. Yeah, but before all that transpired, I mean, I was diehard. You know what I mean? So for me, it pains me to even say I hope the Washington Football Team does well. But man, I do right now because I just it's, it's it'd be perfect storm. It's perfect storm. I think it could be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens in the NFC this year. Speaking of which, on Wednesday we did most improved player from each team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Well, you know we got to do the other side of that coin. It's only who right. is going to be who are going to be the most improved players? One for each NFC. I just almost I said NFL. <laughs> That's you know with the AFC it's easy. There's not much of a crossover there. Who's going to be the uh, most improved player on each? NFC team we shall discuss on the other side. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler on a Friday. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, Don Juan with the request. You got to play some backstabbers out of the break since Batman is the backstabber. Talk about it. Oh, man. Poor Batman. He's got to wait six six days to defend himself. I got to wait six days to hear his voice. (laughs) Poor me. So who's really at the loss here? Exactly. It's a good point by you, Arthur Motes. I mean, we're really the ones struggling, suffering here. You think you you know a guy. You just needed your weekly back go fix, Every time I think we're taking steps in the right direction, take 10 steps back. It's crazy. (laughs) Arthur Motes, before we get into into our NFC conversation here, since these are both NFC guys, I have a concession for you from Wednesday. All right? Okay, let's hear it. And we don't need to completely rehash this because we had some fun with it on Wednesday. But at the same time, if you look at the tweets that we get and our mm-hmm. listeners, they do like it when you and I embrace debate. Like, they we do. agree too much. They, they like do. it when we disagree. I got a concession for you. Uh-oh. All right, because I, I, right? I had some time to think about it. Because, you know, you, you were wrong, I was Crowley right. was out yesterday. Let me hear it. I got a concession for you. I'll give you this. Okay. Because I thought about this a lot. All right. I'll give you that Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the National Football League right now. Fair enough. Today's July 24th, yes. 2020. Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Okay. I'll concede that to you, but I think it's fair that you also would agree with me that... Oh, uh, here you go. I'll apologize under the condition that you agree no, no, with no, no, this. No, no. So what you trying to say here, no, man? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I'll give you that Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL uh-huh. right now. 
And I think it's fair to say at age 27 that he's at his peak right now, right? Fair? Or at least coming into it, yeah. Or like about where he's going to get a little bit better, Correct. but he's, he's about at his peak right now. Mm-hmm. He ain't as good as Calvin, A.B., and Julio at their absolute peak. So I'll say he's the best right okay. now, but out of those four at their absolute peak, he's number four. That's fine. Is that fair? Yeah, but I guess our thing is, what is Michael Thomas' absolute peak, though? I think it's right now. You think he's peaking right now? I mean, he's 27. Bro, AD you think he's 27? Gonna... That was only his fourth year in the league. That's not peaking. It's four years in the league. You're peaking? Your fifth season? Going into his fifth season. Yeah. We didn't see mm. AB go crazy, crazy to what, five, six, seven, eight? Well, wait. A, okay, so that would have been what? Like his last three years, right? It would have been from 14 to uh, 18 was like the years he went crazy in. Not mentally, I'm talking mm. on the field. And 14 would have been year six for him. Because that was year six for me. Or excuse me, that would have been year five for me. 14 was year one, two, three, four, five for mm-hmm. A.B. Yes, but here's the thing. Michael Thomas was 23 when he was drafted. Okay. A.B. was 26 in his sixth season. Okay. Michael Thomas is 27 now in his fifth season. One year off. Ain't that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But what I mean by that is I don't – like, do you think Michael Thomas is going to get drastically better than he is right now? Like, I think maybe yeah, a little bit. 1,700 receiving yards. I mean, what's, what's better? Are we talking him having like a 2,000-yard season? Is that what we're talking about? You, I mean, you're right. A.B. had his almost 1,700 receiving-yard yeah. season, right? He had 1,698. Right. So he was – I mean, two yards away. Yeah, it was close That was there. his sixth year in the league. Yeah. But I also, too, like, A.B. had to take some time. To get to his, like, Michael Thomas, since his rookie year, he's been a big part of that offense. True, very true. But, I mean, also the pedigree of the two players when they got drafted. I mean, Michael Thomas was a first-rounder, whereas A.B. was sixth-rounder. So, definitely there was going to be some expectations and and development process different there. Maybe the better way to put it is like this. Um, At their absolute peak, right, their absolute prime, A-plus game, Mm -hmm. of those four guys, I would take A.B., I would take Julio, I would take Calvin. we we agree upon that without a doubt, yeah. I'm just simply but saying I'll give it to it's you right hard now, to say that on July 24th, yeah. 2020, he is the best receiver in the National Football yeah. League. But I think of this era, he's like number four. Yeah, my thing is is just when we're talking about his peak or even comparing him to those guys, it's hard because he's only four complete seasons in. That's true. His those next two other, his next you know two know years I mean? could be dynamite. Yeah, we never like it'll AB, also be interesting to see what happens with Breeze like in correct, these next that's two, three change years. Because he's gonna have something unique that the other guys didn't have. Different quarterback, Absolutely. like a, a reset from yeah. the franchise. Julio hasn't had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Even Calvin has Stafford the whole time. The whole time, yeah. AB and we had know AB been, yeah. and then the one game with Brady. I'm trying to think. Was there has there been like an iconic receiver that had his quarterback just change right I, in the middle of like his career? And not like a Jerry Rice where. It, and I don't mean the like they end, changed right. teams. Like I just I mean the dude legitimately right. retired. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's gonna be the. Huh. I mean, that were on that level because Chris Carter was never no. in that vein. Randy Moss was moving, around, moving around in his own right. Yeah. T.O. was moving around in his own Irvin, right. he had Aikman the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know who if Who are we missing? Am I missing man. a receiver? I mean, I'm sure we were probably Andre Reed, somebody. he still had uh, Kelly the whole time. Yeah. Who are we missing? That's in that vein, that class. Harrison and mm-hmm. Wayne, all them dudes had the same QB. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, did Reggie Wayne switch from Peyton to Andrew Luck? Maybe at the end. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe and like like, wasn't a like you know who's like somebody that, that's kind of had similar, but he's obviously not to the pedigree of Michael Thomas. Would be like a T. Y. Hilton kind of. Yes. Yes. Would maybe be like a similar because that's like a legit drop off from 
Andrew Luck to Jacoby Brissett. Right, right. Going from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Right. I'm that's, like, that's, hey, that's a man, pretty nice. That, if you're going to lose a legend, that's that, a pretty nice that, guy that, to have walking like in the door. That's like in Green Bay. We yeah. went from Forbes to Rogers. I'm not hearing that. That's get out pretty, of here. That's a pretty nice yeah. way to get it. I, I think mean, you're fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it worked out just all right. All right, Arthur Mutz. Let's get into this NFC uh, most improved player for each team in 2020. Let's start in your division, the Uh-oh. NFC East, Uh-oh. with yo boys. The Washington football team now? The Dallas oh, Cowboys. Oh, those guys. My other boys. Ooh, Arthur Motes. NFL.com and our friend Cynthia Freeland say Amari Cooper. Hmm. Hmm. Most hmm. improved. I mean, I feel like Amari Cooper, like, most improved for him. I mean, he'd have to have a really good year. Dude, crazy year. Like, because he had a good year though, last year. Because they're going to have more weapons in that receiving room with him now. Correct. Correct. I want to pull a hot take here, but I ain't really feeling it. Okay. Because it Who's undermines my, uh, my argument. Uh-oh. I could say Andy Dalton, but then that kills my Dak argument because I'm like, I need Dak to be the man. <laughs> but I'm like, if anything goes wrong with Dak, <laughs> Dalton's going to go in here and light it up. I know he is. No, you know what the answer is, right? It's Leighton Van Der Esch, isn't it? I mean, only played nine games last uh, season. I'd rather go Sean Lee. I don't think his neck is good yet, man. Ooh. I'm telling you, man, the neck is is it? I mean, who, who a, else had Bart Scott? Didn't Bart Scott mm-hmm, dealt with the neck injury? Mm-hmm. Who? It was somebody else that dealt. Are with you talking neck. just linebackers or yeah, in just general linebackers? It wasn't Patrick Willis, was it? No, he was feet. Oh man, Bart Scott was the big one, but it was somebody else. Oh, recently no, no, or no. like Ant- uh, Antonio Pierce? Oh yeah, linebacker with the Giants. Yep. Coming yep. off the Super Bowl was beast. But the neck, and that's the only thing because at that position, you it, it bangs car crash every, every play. time. Yeah, and if that's gonna make, I mean, and a lot of times mm. from the neck injuries, you can get the stingers that proceed with it. Where if for people that don't know what a stinger is, you hit a person in your whether it's your right side, left side, sometimes both sides, from the shoulder all the way down to your fingertips, goes numb. It feels as if like your nerves just cuts off. Traditionally, with the neck. Um, so you've had sometimes where it's related to concussions, but a lot of times it could be a pinching of the necks depending on how sure. – or pinching of the nerves depending on how much cool. space, inflammation in there and stuff like that. At the linebacker position, though, every time – especially interior linebacker, when you face up a guard, when you take on a fullback, that's every time. So for me, I'm a little concerned that, all right, even if he quote-unquote says he feels fine now, he's not hitting anyone now. Right. And you doing it for the first two games, okay, different when it's 10 games in and that thing then hasn't had a chance to really die back down once it flares up, is over. And he already wears a, uh, a horse collar. He you does. see that? Yep. So that lets you know that he deals with sting. Like, so once again, for us football <laughs> players out there, we already know the horse collar is to prevent your neck from, or your head from, from that jamming whiplash. back, the whiplash, yeah. which causes the stingers to proceed off of that. So the fact that he was already wearing that prior to this happening at age 22 i'm like dude that's not a good sign because you already were dealing with this stuff beforehand some people wear the neck brace i used to wear an extra uh like shock pad under my pads okay to kind of take away from it as well okay it's a little more concealed but yeah it's a very common thing for guys to play interior linebacker guys who are taught the right way of keeping your head up when you hit that's just the the jamming part of it so that's the only reason I'm concerned with him in that regard. So that's why I said if I was going to do linebacker, I would probably go Sean Lee mm-hmm. because he's another guy who, even though he's had a ton of injuries and hasn't been able to stay as healthy as in the past and play up to that all-pro level like he's done in the past, at least with his injuries, I'm like, yeah, you know, we might can get away with the hammy. We might right, can get away with, right. with, with some of this other stuff. The but neck. that neck, I'm like, dude, for, for, him, for him to be who he is, right. you got to bang. 
Like, he's a technician. He has great hands. He has great pop. That's that's how he's able to shock and share, get off of the blockers and stuff like that. So that's my only concern with Leighton, man. And that was the concern with him coming out of Boise State. Yeah. Some of that injury yeah. stuff. Yeah. And they, like I said, for that position, that's that'd be like a hand injury to a wide receiver. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You just it's certain injuries, man. You're just like, dude, if it was a knee, he'll be fine. You can get we saw Jalen Smith before he was hundred percent returned. He could still get away with certain things with the knee that you just can't get away with when it's a neck or a shoulder. You know what I mean? At that linebacker position. That's my only concern, man. No, it makes sense. And you would know, Arthur Much, you've been there, done at. Oh, yeah, and it sucks, man. I'm telling you, you hit somebody, that thing ain't going to numb. You're just like, oh, my God, save me now. <laughs> the New York Giants, Arthur uh, Motes. There's, there's some ways to go here. They got they some are. good candidates. Uh, NFL.com says Blake Martinez, who is uh, the free agent linebacker from the Packers. Yeah. How about Golden Tate? Ooh. An improved offensive line, a healthy Saquon Barkley, like a, a, a year number two, or wait, is it three? It'd be three for Danny. Three for Danny yeah. Dimes. I like I'm going to go Golden Tate. Yep. I like that a lot. Yeah, because um, I, I thought about maybe uh, uh, Ingram. It's a good one, too. But I think Golden Tate, it's got to be Golden Tate. We, we've seen it. We yeah. know what he can do. Absolutely. With Ingram, we're still projecting yes. and predicting what he could grow into. We've seen Golden Tate be an all-pro. We've seen him be a pro bowler. Mm-hmm. We've seen him be Make big plays a true number one receiver. Yeah. I mean, he's played in big games. The biggest game of Super them Bowl all. champion. We've seen him, yeah. Yep. So that's the expectation that you bring him to New York for a reason. Yes. Because you, you sign him from your division rival Philadelphia for, for a reason. reason. Yeah. You know what he's capable of. You know what he can mean to that offense, especially to Danny Dimes. So, yeah, it's got to be Golden Tate. I think so. That's How about solid. I like that. Oh, yeah. See, every, Mar- Motsi, every once in a while I get you. You know, every once in a while you're like, ah, oh, you know what? That West guy, he might. Okay, he's got a little bit of an idea. What he, not a great idea of what Come he's on, talking man, about. Listen. Just a little bit of an idea. I should have known it's the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> If there's one division, you're going to be – if not the AFC North, that NFC East, you're going to be on point with. I already know this. Dialed in, baby. Yeah, uh, you I don't mean, play when it comes to the NFC East, man. Listen, I, I, I worked for a radio network yeah. team in that division for three that's, years. That's your firstborn. So, so you my, got, you my, got, <laughs> my wife and her family, man, they don't care a ton about sports, but they've had <laughs> Eagles season tickets since the 60s. They bleed green. Yeah, I hear a lot about look, the look, NFC look, East. Man, we, we know how it is. Like The AFC North <laughs> is your favorite child. That's, that's the one that you're raising. That's the one that you – you, you love child. You mm-hmm. were married when you had this one. Like you're good to go. The NFC East is that one from college. You kind of had a little wild time, and you like that's every my first one. You know what I'm like, you know saying? Let me just look up on every once in a while. Like that's what the NFC East is to you, man. So you you keep tabs on it, and you just try to occasionally throw it out there. Like oh well, you know, let me just oh well, this is what's going on, guys. How did you find that out? Oh, yeah, I just stumbled across it. You know, not like I was stalking on IG or nothing like that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I just I heard it from a friend who heard yeah, it from a friend. Yeah, you, you know, know told me something just, about just it. mutual friends. Yeah, yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah, thought it was private. Oh, yeah, you, you, you know, it's different nowadays, man. That, this is a new update. So it doesn't surprise when it comes to NFC East, man. It does not surprise me. <laughs> on point, baby. Don't ask how. Just know it's true. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, they got my young boy up here. Well, he ain't young no more. Marquise Goodwin. I mean, they have a ton of candidates just because of all the injuries they had last year. I like my dog, though. Young Goody, man. Goodwin's a great call. I mean, any of the Goodwin, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. I feel like all three of those guys should have productive seasons. Hmm. I mean, on the defensive side of the football, we could talk about Darius Slay. 
Even though I don't think he had a down But that's year. true. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl last right. year still. It wasn't still. a bad year. Let's be real about it. It was just the perception of him being disgruntled in Detroit. You could talk about Miles Sanders. But again, I, I think that's not even necessarily, like, that's just yeah. the next progression in Absolutely. his career. I'm going to go Zach Ertz. Mm, okay. Uh, Zach Ertz did not have the, you know, you and I have talked about this on the show before, how the, you know, the top two tight ends in the NFL, we agree it's pretty clear cut. Yes. Whatever order you want to put them in, it's Kelsey and it's Kittle. Um, mm-hmm. But how we thought in the past, Ertz was kind of that third guy. Correct. But last year, it didn't really look like that too yeah. often. I mean, even to the point where they were considering Dallas Goddard being the guy this right. year and then trading Zach Ertz right, right. now. So. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that, man. Yeah, um, him and Wentz have always been boys. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, even without Brandon Brooks, should still be more improved this season. More weapons around him. I think Ertz will have a better a better 2020 than he did yeah. 19. So for me, I like Ertz a lot. Um, I think the reason I'm going to go with Marquise Goodwin, two reasons. Obviously, number one, I'm biased. That's your guy. That, was, that was my rookie, man, up in Buffalo. That was my young boy. So it was always good to see him succeeding. But I think for me, when I think of him, what he was able to do when healthy in San Fran, what he was able to do when healthy in Buffalo, he can legit take the top off of defenses. You talk about guys who are fast, and you talk about guys who actually play fast. He's a guy that plays mm-hmm. fast. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that That's plays a with to great it. effort. We saw the, the the infamous play where Patrick Peterson gets the turnover, and Patrick Peterson has never been caught from behind a day in his life. And Goodwin caught him with a 10-yard head start, walked him down, prevented a touchdown. Marquise Goodwin, when healthy, can ball out. And I'm not saying he's a no more receiver. Not by no stretch of the imagination is he, is he that. But he's a guy that can be extremely impactful. But the thing is always the health. And he's, I mean, that, that's the problem. He he hasn't been healthy enough. Mm-hmm. But if he is healthy, I think you would feel his impact a lot more than Ertz. Because Ertz, you know what Ertz is. When Ertz is on, Ertz is on. You know he's still going to be their number one targeted guy. Mm-hmm. But I think, man, Goodwin opens that offense up so much more for Alshon yeah. Jeffrey, for Deshaun Jackson, for Miles Sanders, for Zach Ertz. He can make Carson Wentz life super easy. He can. I'm telling you, everybody loves that one-trick pony that does that one trick extremely well. When Goodwin's on, that's what he ate. He will do that pony. It'll be the <laughs> best pony trick you've ever seen. He'll be your whoopee, baby. Yeah, you'll be like, man, all he does is stuff his hand lines in here. It'll be the best thing you've ever seen. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm with you. That that they are. If if we do the whole, you know, like we've had the conversation. Yeah. Like if we're gonna assume health with Ben, right? We have to do that yes, with everybody. Absolutely. Eagles have one of the best rosters in the NFC. Oh, absolutely. If, if everyone's healthy, offense and defense. Absolutely. Offense and defense. They got absolutely. some playmakers. Whew. Last one here in uh in the NFC East. Arthur Motes' favorite division, of course. Shout out to the Washington, Washington football, football team. team. Let's go. So again, like I could go with the easy answer is Terry McLaurin, but I don't yeah. count like I don't scary, count second scary. year players in this because yeah. we expect every second year player to get better from yes. their rookie year. That's just and, the unless natural they progression. Absolutely bomb that right. first year. Right. Then it's different. Exactly. Right. Uh, NFL.com says Darius Geis. And it got me to thinking, like, I hmm. I feel like there's a lot of guys on the Washington football team. I like yeah. saying that. It's, it's gonna that take a while awesome. for me to, to to just say that normally. That I like name saying is awesome, that. Bro. Um like, we could talk about a Darius Geis. We could talk about a Reuben Foster. Guys who, right, if they can just stay healthy, like, we know that they have the talent. Right. <sighs> I think I'm going to go Jonathan Allen, though. I think this is the year with Ron Rivera at the helm that Jonathan Allen finally – he's been a good NFL player through his first two years. Very true. But I think this is the year he finally really takes off. Like, I'm not saying he'll make the Pro Bowl, but has a Pro Bowl-type season. 
I could say Geis, I could say Foster, but I'm not confident that those guys are going to stay healthy enough long enough. I'll You're go right. Jonathan Allen. I'm surprised you didn't want to go to the quarterback room, though, man. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I don't, I don't like taking the year one to year know, two, year two guy. I feel like that's cheating. But if you want to go oh, with Haskins, man. you can go with Haskins. I mean, it's your party, baby. You said Haskins. I was talking about uh, the other quarterback. Oh. The starting quarterback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Was I not clear on which quarterback is going to be starting in, in, in Washington this year? My bad. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, it's, it's – that team in particular hmm. has a ton of room for improvement, man. A ton of room. Yes, they do. Man, I do want to go Geist, but I don't feel, like you said, that he's going to be healthy enough. I believe in his – if you tell me right now he's going to play 15, 16 games, I believe in his ability. But back to his time at LSU, it's like it's one of those like, – why would I believe that? It's yeah. the definition of it. If you think Geist is going to play a healthy season, full season, I think it's the definition of insanity, right? I mean, he hasn't done that in three or four years. Oh, man. Yeah, this is difficult right here, man. I know, because again, a lot of the good candidates, they're either entering their second year, which yes. is cheating, or they just have such an injury history that it's hard to see them staying healthy enough. Yeah, because I was over here like, whoa, I mean, I'm a Montez Sweat guy as mm-hmm. well, but I'm like, nah, or excuse me, yeah, Sweat, not Sweet, I always, <laughs> in, always in my mind, like, did I say that right? Jeez. You funny, man, you funny. You funny, man. I like That's you. difficult. Funny. It's a lot more difficult than I thought, man. I know. Could go AP. Yeah. But I, I think AP who is who AP is now. Right. Like that's not yeah. gonna change. Yeah. Um, you know what? As much as I am not a fan of certain players, for whatever reason it may be, <laughs> I'm gonna go with, uh, with, with Moses, uh, Morgan Moses though. Okay. The tackle. Yeah, I think that pick. man. Obviously, with Trent Williams being gone, he's gonna have to step up in a major, major way. Um. Yeah, he's going to have to be the anchor of that offensive line, man. I wonder where they keep him at right tackle, where they try to move him over to the left tackle right, spot right. now. So that's some question marks with that, man. But, yeah, and it wasn't as if Dwayne Haskins was protected the best last year. So, he was not. So for me, I'm going to go with Morgan, man. I think he's the guy right now. That's a good pick. Out of all the guys that, that are ineligible right yeah. now. <laughs> We'll do the. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it is tough. This is sometimes some of these teams. It's really easy. Some of the other teams, you're like, man, I like like with Philly, we had numerous here. options. Yes, but then you get to watch and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he, he sucks. Most improved. How about He's this? Hurt. The head coach will be the most improved part of that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll River get boat into, run. We'll get into the uh, into the NFC North when we return. Keep those tweets rolling in at West Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz on a Friday. Rolling along here with our most improved player on each AFC team. We move into the north now. Arthur Motes. Da Bears. Well, you got to talk about the guy, the Papa Ditka, and the Jim McMahon, and the Walter Paytons. But for this, Arthur Motes, most improved player on the Bears roster, easy one, Khalil Mack. I mean, right? Uh, we could talk about Hicks. I mean, I mean, the obvious answer we all agree is Mitch Trubisky. We really <laughs> think he's going to be so improved this year. No, it's it's Khalil Mack. Hundo P. <laughs> right? I mean, we don't even really need to spend that much time discussing P. it, honestly. Like, it's Khalil Mack. He had a down you year last Trubisky, year. Trubisky's going to improve himself to the bench. <laughs> yes. Nick Foles is going to be the guy. He's going to get back to, to Super Bowl MVP form. But other than that, without a doubt, it's Khalil Mack. Man, he's coming off of a, a terrible season from a statistical standpoint. Yeah. And you have to assume, man, with the people that are going to be around him, his productivity will go up, but it absolutely has to go up. So, yeah, without a doubt, Khalil Mack. I think so, too. And Motsi, I think it's the same conversation for the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. honestly. It's it's Kenny Galladay for me, yeah. without a doubt. Stafford's returning from injury. I don't know really who else we could talk about. We could talk about on Johnson, but you're bringing DeAndre Swift in, so mm-hmm. he's probably not going to get the same amount of spin. I think. I Kenny, mean, you, you hope that Swift is the right, guy. Exactly. You draft him there for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, Kenny Galladay is one of the more underrated wide receivers in the NFL. If Stafford's healthy the whole season, I expect him to, to be very productive. Yeah, like you said, the, those two are no-brainers, man. Kenny Galladay, he's going to drastically improved just because of having Matt Stafford back out there, man. We talked about Stafford being a really, really good quarterback. He's always going to be a top 10 quarterback, just not in the elite group. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's he's going to ball out, and yeah. that's ultimately going to help Kenny because Kenny has to up his productivity in order yep. for them to be successful. So, yeah. I think so, too. Because I even thought defense, but I was like, I don't really see anyone in particular mm-hmm. – that jumps off the screen like nah. how Kenny does. Right. Not to not to his extreme, at least. Yeah. And he's yeah. a good player. Like I said, one of the better players that nobody really talks about mm-hmm. in the National Football League. Green Bay Packers, Arthur Motes. Oh, that's your squad. I think I got, I don't know if this is a hot take. What about Aaron Rodgers? Man, but this is my problem with that. Isn't he going to be ticked off? Isn't he going to be motivated? He is, but he still was pretty productive last year. That's if, true. If you look I mean, at, they were in the NFC. Everyone talks yeah. about the Packers like they had this hugely underwhelming season. They were in the I'm NFC like, championship, the championship game. game. <laughs> and, and they legit had a chance to get it done. Like, come on, man. Where are you going? I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't feel like it should be Rodgers, though, because I'm like, Rodgers still passed for, what, what 4,000 yards? 20, he did. He had, what, 20, 26 touchdowns, four picks? I'm like, bro. It's a pretty good touchdown-to-interception ratio. What are you talking about here? Like, how, how do I What's say? What's he going to do, go 30 you know and 3 I mean? next like, year? Like, to, to me, I can't say that, hey, man, you got you to gotta step the game up a little bit more, man. That wasn't enough. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know right now because Jimmy Graham is gone. Uh, hmm. You know who I like you know, too, who I think could have a good you year. Say? Alan Lazard. Mm, okay. I think he's a good wide receiver. Entering his third year, I, I think this could be the year he finally pops in that offense. Maybe he's the the more conventional answer. <sighs> For namesake, I'm gonna go with a guy who's extremely long in the tooth in the tight end position. I like the car Mercedes, but he pronounced his name Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. he's been a pro bowler before, man. And he's coming off of two very, very bad seasons in Green Bay. 
I mean, obviously he was hurt the first year, he played four games, but even last year, man, in 11 games, his productivity was nowhere near what it should have been or what it could have been. So with that being the case, man, I'm going to roll with him because let's be real. Aaron Rodgers, man, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He's a beast. He ain't wrong. Even with that quote-unquote being a down year, it's kind of like we talk about Aaron Donald's down year. He still had 12 and a half sacks. His down year is still better than almost Absolutely. everybody else's good you know year. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so for me, man, I'm like the tight end position needs to be shored up. It needs to be rectified in that regard. And Mercedes, come on, man, get back to that Pro Bowl form. Mm-hmm. Show what you can really do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, let's be real. People complained about them not – addressing you know wide receiver getting some bigger name weapons early on i mean i know they did aj Dillon in the second round and they did in the third round end up going uh what's the uh the D- gara or however the heck yeah, you say yeah. His name. but they never really put a lot of draft capital in addressing the positions to right. help aaron Rodgers. right so mercedes you got to be the reason you got to show them that hey we didn't draft anybody early in terms of the first round or second round of that position for a reason because i'm here so that's the guy i'm gonna go with He's the only skill position player on the Packers other than Aaron Rodgers who's been drafted in the first round. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. crazy. Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Mm-mm-mm. This is Purple this, rain. This is another tough one for me, Motsi, because the good players, it's hard to say that they're going to like, oh, greatly improve upon I mean, the good on, seasons real, that man. they had Kirk already. Kirk already a beast, but he can't get any better than that. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, I mean, he had a pretty good year last year, made the Pro Bowl. Hmm. Defensive side of the football. I'm looking around. I'm thinking. Eh. I could talk about Tajay Sharp at wide receiver. Now the Diggs is gone. This is another. Like I don't know where to go with this because it's another kind of Aaron Rodgers. Like I think he'll have a really good year. Is it really going to be that improved? But what about a Danielle Hunter entering his fifth season? Yeah. Right. I mean, this is a guy that's only been playing football in his life for like seven years. I mean, he like just got on to football right before he got to the NFL. True, but my problem is. <laughs> You look at his last two his years. His last two years, I know. Like, how much I better is he really going to get? His last two years were crazy. I mean, maybe it's like the Michael Thomas conversation, right? Like, he's going to get better, but, yeah. like, I mean, geez. His From that most improved filthy, standpoint. <sighs> this is frustrating. I don't know. Is it Tajay Sharp? Steps in for Stephon Diggs? I think for me, I'm going with a guy who has been very productive while in Minnesota, but he's coming off of a down year. The tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Okay. That, that's the guy I would probably go with. It's a good call. Um, I think he had what, what – uh, here it is right here, 367 receiving yards last year. Prior to that, man, he was coming off a 600-yard, a 500-yard, an 840-yard season, even a down year of 495. He has to have more than 367 yards receiving for that offense to be as productive as it should be. Obviously, they lose digs, but you still have Thielen, who's more than capable of carrying the weight, shouldering that load. And I forgot who they drafted. They drafted uh, Justin Jefferson as yep, well. Yep. So that should help out. But ultimately, man, I think Kyle has to be more productive. And I think he will as long as he's healthy. I think that's going to be a big portion of that, man. But, yeah, I got to roll with him. I think that's a good call by you. Yeah. It's tough, though. God, dog, that's tough. It is tough. It's tough with Minnesota because a lot of it, like so many of their players are already established. Yeah. Because you know? like, I'm like on defense, I'm like – as much as I want to say, Hunter, I'm like, bro, Hunter, he bought right, out right. two back to back. Harrison years. Smith is going to get better like, when what? he's already been one of the best safeties in football. Hey, Eric, like, Eric Kinch is all pro. He's going to prove this year. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough with Minnesota because they have a very, like, hit or miss roster. Very, very hit or miss. It's either really good or, really or man, I don't yes, like that. Like, yeah, there's not man. a ton of, like, oh, this guy's in his second or third year. This could be the year yes. he takes the big step forward. Yeah. <laughs> all right, halfway home here. We'll get into the NFC South. In our number 
two. 60 minutes in the books. 60 to go. Keep those tweets rolling in. You know we'll get to them in hour number two. Inside the Electric Factory, stick with us. Another hour to go. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm sizzling. Well, that's good. It's summertime. You should be. Baby, nice weather out there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful Friday in western Pennsylvania. Arthur Motes, check this out. Oh, baby, we're official now. Our Steelers coverage on SNR is brought to you in part by PNC Bank. PNC, the official bank of the Pittsburgh Steelers. How about that? Oh, that's fancy, fancy right there. How about that? That's fancy, fancy. That fancy, fancy. I like that fancy. too. You know why? Because PNC is my bank, baby. Oh, word. Okay. Well, also, uh, if they your bank, then they my bank. Then you know how we roll. My <laughs> my social my bank is PNC. My social security number is one four seven uh-huh. eight three. It's all good. I know we. I know what car you drive. Six seven seven two three seven. Wait, that's a that's a proper social yeah, security I'm, I'm number. Just right? Eight nine four four nine three seven. I know where your mama stay. I know where your daddy stay. I know what your where your wife stay. I know where your cousins stay. I know where your sisters stay. I'm going to find you. We're going to get this money. <laughs> Gots to get that paper. We're going to get this paper. What are going to do? All right, the boats on. We move to the NFC South in the Atlanta Falcons. This hmm. is easy. This is easy. It's Todd Gurley, right? This is what? <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say Matt Ryan. Really? I'm this just, I'm just giving you a hard time. This is easy right it here, It is man. easy, right? Who are you going with? Matt Ryan. What? <laughs> <laughs> you funny. Um, Hayden Hurst. There's only one right answer here, man. Who is it? Tell me. Tell me where I'm wrong, and here's why. The gentleman was drafted on national television. He went to Deion Sanders with a picture of his grandmother. Tack. And in the midst of his live interview, he let out some explicits, and everybody was like, "Holy cow! Get this guy off the TV! What's going on here?" Karis McKinley. Tack. That's the only guy. It's, it's got to be time for him, right? It, 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 it's, it's, time to, it's time to either produce or, or go home. It's one or the other. It's time to produce or okay. find a different career path, it, right? It, it's that simple, man. He had six sacks his rookie year, seven sacks his second year. Last year, obviously, he only played 14 games, 13 starts, but he only had three and a half sacks. You got to get double-digit sacks, man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's that point now. Mm-hmm. There is no more Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley is now in, the, uh, uh, in Tennessee. So you're gonna have to be the guy. They they didn't draft his replacement. Let's be real about it. You look at the way they drafted. They took uh, what was it Marlon uh, Marlon Davidson in the second round. Yeah, you the guy. You are the guy. It's time. You got to step up. It is time. You got to produce. It's past time. No question, man. <laughs> no question. Yeah, it's that's that simple. That's man. a great call for you. Absolutely. What about the Carolina Panthers? Arthur Motes. Mm, that's interesting right here. Hmm. Robbie Anderson? He could. I know for the Panthers, I know you got another one too. Somebody that I'm missing. You got one of those Arthur Motes grins on your face. I can't wait to drop no, this no, knowledge no, on no, Wesley Euler's dome piece. I'm over here just because. Teddy Two Gloves? I, I mean. thought about him. 
Because they, I mean, they've made some moves to that roster. I know they're a tough one too. A lot of rookies on yeah, that roster. A lot of rookies, man. Or like what we would say, Christian McCaffrey. Hey. Luke Keekley as a coach. That that's there we be, go. You know, DJ Moore, but he already had a good year last yeah, year. Yeah, he did. Robbie Anderson. That's where I'm going. Or Teddy Bridgewater. One of those two. Who's <laughs> or Teddy? Ask me. Ask me eight weeks into the season. Oh man. Yeah, I really don't know where I'm going with this one, man. Ooh. I mean, who would you go with, really? I don't know. Robbie Anderson or Teddy Bridgewater. This is bad. That's all I got. This is bad. Because everybody else is either good or a rookie. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my dog Trey Boston is fine. I don't yeah. Yeah, he's, I don't need yeah. him to improve. Yeah. He's good. It's um, another good call. Why is it so difficult when it comes to teams like this, man? Some of these teams are really hard. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. You got one job. Be good or be bad. I might go Eli. I might go Eli Apple. That might be the one. Oh, that's not a bad call. That's not a bad call. He's another guy who. But my problem with Eli is do I really believe he's going to be better than what he has been thus far? Right. Correct. I personally think he is who he is. I agree. But he's probably the only one that really could stand out, and that's more so because of, you know, obviously where he was drafted, the expectations come along with that. Mm, I could say Russell O'Kong, but that's morely because of the injury element of it. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been able to stay healthy of lately. Mm-hmm. Man, mm. this sucks. I'm going Robbie Anderson. Ooh, you know what? I think I know who I'm going to go with. Who? I think I found the gentleman. Who? I hope I found the gentleman. Who? We're going to find out in a second. What? Let me know if you're ready. What? Let the let the church say amen. What? All right, man. I'm going with Kwan Short, man. Okay. You know, good he, pick. I mean, in the past, he's bought it. In the past, he's been a double-digit sack guy. I mean, pick. just what, four years ago now? Five, well, 2015 season. He came off 11-sack season, right? Then in 2017, he had seven and a half sacks. We know what he's capable of. And last year, he did have injuries, so that played a large portion into his lack of productivity. But in 18, when he did play 14 games, his productivity was still down. So he's coming off of a down season and an injured season. This has got to be the year where he gets back into the seven and a half or higher sack range, which he's more than capable of. So that's what I'm going to go with, man. I think that's a good call. How about the New Orleans Saints? Nobody, Arthur Motes, because they all stink and I don't like them. Wow. I'm surprised you're going to say Michael Thomas. No, you, the way you be hating. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I'm going to go with a different wide receiver, mm. formerly of this parish. Oh. How about Manny Sanders to have a big year next year? In that oh, offense, Michael Thomas, wow. Alvin Kamara, in the dome with Drew Brees, in the Sean Payton offense. How about Manny, how about Manny Sanders for a, a five-touchdown season down there in New <laughs> Did Orleans? Did he have a bad season last year, though? No. Uh, last year, he eh, he had 860 yards and five touchdowns. That's did, not a bad he, season. He wasn't there the whole time. Didn't he get traded there? Or did he sign in the offseason? No, he got traded. <clears throat> yeah. I was say he got traded, yeah. yeah. From... Denver. Denver. Yeah, from Denver. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think and you're right. 860 yards and five touchdowns is not a bad season for a wide receiver. But what I I think there's a fair chance that he could be closer to 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns this year. I could see that. Michael ah. Thomas, Jerry Cook, Alvin Kamara. There's going to be a lot of space for him to operate. 32 years old, so he's getting a little bit older, but still in that early 30s range. 
How about Manny Sanders? Because the Saints are another. It's it's tough yeah. to, to pick a candidate. I'm going with the low-hanging fruit. I'm going with Drew Brees Ooh. coming off of a quote-unquote down season because Ooh. he only played 11 games. Now, granted, he still led the league in completion percentage because, you know, he's missed the accuracy. He has a laser pointer on his arm that he makes sure that every pass is pinpoint in his accuracy, and he's throwing to the best receiver in football right now, Michael Thomas. <sighs> so... I'm going to go with Drew. Full 16-game body you would. work. He, he's going to be improved, man. You but but more so because of this. I look at this, right? Understandably, this year was technically a down year just based on a statistical standpoint, but he didn't play a full season. The year before that, though, he didn't have 4,000 yards passing either. I mean, we talk about Drew Brees. The expectation is 4,300, 4,500 or higher. And prior to, uh, prior to the 2019 season, 2018, when he had 3,900 yards, that was his lowest total since his, what, last year in San Diego. So just to put it in context, he's consistently 4,300 yards passing or higher. So that's the expectation. That's the standard for Drew. So for me, man, I'm going to go with him because not only, like I said, not only last year but the year prior to that, hey, he's coming off of two really down years for him, his standard. He still was the, the most, you know, accurate quarterback in the game. Yeah, but for his standards. But for his standards. So I like that one. With. I like that one. I want the little hanging fruit there. The Tampa Bay, I mean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I thought about going the low hanging fruit here with Tom Brady. Yeah, you could. You, you know where I'm going to go here though, Mozi? Are you going with the other low hanging fruit? Would that be Gronk? <laughs> because how do you get? Gonna... It's only improvement from a non-season. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, man. No, actually, yeah. I'm going to go to Dominic and Sue. Ooh. Because Arthur Mutz, what do we know about Dominic and Sue? When he's motivated, he will step on you. He's. <laughs> <laughs> When he's fired up and ready to go, he will stomp your leg. I've seen it. When he is on a you know a bad team, he mm. has a tendency to take some plays off and not care. When he's on a good team, he's yes. really good. And I got to think the Dominican Sue fancies himself on a really good team this year with that defense, with what they brought in on offense. Mm. He only had I, – I, I wrote it down here. Where is it? Where is it? He only had two and a half sacks last season. Oh, wow. For, and, yeah, that's terrible. And it was right. the first time uh, – in his career, uh, first time in his career since his second or lowest. Sorry, where am I going with this? Lowest tackle number in his career since his second season last year as well too. Mm. So lowest sack number of his career, second lowest tackle number. The Dominican Sue is going to have an improved season for Tampa Bay. I'm not gonna lie, I like that a lot. Well, oh. I got you. See, sometimes I get Arthur Mudd. Sometimes I get him. I just ooh, I he like gets me much more. But sometimes I get him. Cause see, I had I had. Two guys. He was one. The other guy was Jason Pierre-Paul. But the difference is Pierre-Paul was still on par to have another double-digit sack. See, he just yeah. got hurt. Yeah. I mean, you put it in context. The year prior to that, he played 16 games at 12 and a half sacks. He played 10 games this season, only started eight, had eight and a half sacks. He was fully on par to go ahead and, and be JPP. So I think that's the difference. Whereas with Sue, like you said, this was a terrible year from a statistical standard for Sue. And like you said, his, his effort, rightfully so, comes into question numerous times. But it is what it is with him. But you have to fully expect him to be fired up, way more productive. I like to see some more stumps and some eight-town stumps. You know how he gets down every once in a while. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. I'm going with Sue. I like it. I like Sue. I I like it with Arthur. And you know, he's agreed. a part of that that amazing draft class, man. Mm-hmm. You know that 2010, draft class. baby. Only the best of the best. Let's uh let's go to the NFC West here. We still got some time in this segment. Might as well keep it rolling here. Ooh, the I know this one. Last division we'll hit on in the NFC here today, the Arizona Cardinals Motes. I think this is an easy one for both of us. Go ahead and say it. 
PP? Say his two name. One? Say his name. Say his name. PP21? He had a down gear here. It's Patrick Peterson. I mean, took some PEDs. NFL.com wasn't playing the same. <laughs> NFL.com says Kenyon Drake, and he could certainly have a really good year. Absolutely. But uh, he did have a good year. But he did have a good he year. That's why they traded the, the running back. Um, uh, David, David Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Mister, I'm better than AB. I mean, I'm better than L Bell. No, you're not. Stop lying. I've seen you both in person. Don't you lie to me. <laughs> Patrick Peterson's the answer. It's not even close. It's, it's not Pat P. Close. We don't even need to spend much time it's on that. Pat P, man. Uh, and this is another one, too. Same position. Los Angeles Rams. Arthur Motes. Oh, man. It's Jalen Ramsey. Gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be, man. Dude, I, like... You could go golf, but golf is who golf is. Yes. He's not gonna wow you. He's not gonna come out here and throw 5,000 yards Correct. next year. He is who he is from here on out. And he will be like that as long as he has the, the, the cheat code in his ear. Correct. When that changes, then he changes. Correct. But it has to be Jalen, man. You think about the hype around Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey. You think about the, the money that he's trying to get. Mm-hmm. Everything that goes with it. He has to be the guy. You know NFL.com from just the 2020 season had him uh, pegged as the seventh best corner in the NFL in 2020. Wow. If you would have told us a year or two ago that Jalen Ramsey wow. would be outside of the top five, we would have been like, like what, get what, out what are of you here. talking about? Get out like, of here. Maybe he's number two behind Stephon Gilmore. Like, right. but, and you would expect more from him. Now that he's out of Jacksonville, where it was toxic, mm-hmm. where he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. You're playing for a contender. I need to see mm-hmm. it. You got Aaron Donald on that defense with you, baby. Hey, hey you ain't got you ain't got to cover long. It's Jalen Ramsey, the Super Bowl runner up, defending NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. Mm. I could say Mostert, but who knows how that situation's going to play out. Mostert, I'm taking my talents elsewhere. Yeah. Trade uh, me, baby. Debo Samuel, I think, would be a candidate, but he's going to miss the first few games of the season due to injury, yeah. so who knows how that plays out. Can't say Jimmy G. He coming off his best year. Can't say Jimmy G. You look on the defensive side of the football. Mm. Even though, like, do you think Jimmy G is a top 10 quarterback? I do not, no. Okay, good. Me either. So I'm sure on this top 20, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, not, not top, top ten. 10. No. Not top ten. Um That's tough. You know what, Arthur Mutz, you've talked about this a little bit, right? The the put up or shut up kind of conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That you talked about with Tack and, and with the Falcons. How about if I do the same thing here with Solomon Thomas? Ooh. Third overall pick, and buddy, you're on a defense that is darn good. They're darn good yeah. even with a third overall pick, not really giving them much. It's for Solomon Thomas. He's got to kind of sing for his supper this year, heading to the end of that rookie deal, heading into his fourth year as the third overall pick and hasn't really popped. And, man, he's got no excuse now not to pop in that defense. Solomon Thomas. Yeah, it has to be Solomon Thomas, man. You're absolutely right. Um, And the way they rotate those guys and use those guys, he's going to get numerous opportunities. Yeah, but you said third overall pick, you have what, Six career sacks. Right. And look what you, again, it's not like you're like, like on an island. Look what on, you man. got around yeah. you. It's not like teams are just doubling you and Absolutely, keying man. on you. Yeah, he, he has to be the guy. And, I, and I'm assuming, too, the departure of a DeForest Buckner, yep. even though he plays D tackle, the way they move those guys around right. with the packages they use, right. that has to mean Solomon's going to have an increased opportunity, an increased so. role. He has they tried to, to do that up. with him last year, too. They lined yeah, him up all did. over the place last year and were and still getting they, nothing out of him. I think they do a really good job of doing with right? all those guys. They, they create... put them in the best position yes. to succeed. Absolutely, man. It's time for him to succeed. Yeah. It's, <laughs> whew, without a doubt, he has to succeed now, man. Last but not least here, Arthur Motes, the Seattle Kraken. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh-oh. 
It's, I mean, it's Russell Wilson, obviously. I mean, what are we talking about here? Ooh. No. Uh, NFL.com says Greg Olson. I think that's an okay pick. Is Clowney signed back yet? Because if he is, I'm going with Clowney. <laughs> I'm going with Clowney, too. Is he, can I call. just assume he's going to sign back there? Come on, man. I like that. That's a good call. Yeah, because I don't know where else to go. Because, again, it's it's a lot of established guys and a lot of, like, we're not going to say DK Metcalf, right? We said we're ruling out the, the first to second year players because you expect all of them to improve. They better. They better, right, or else they might be looking for new work soon. <sighs> can we Can we say BJ Finney? But BJ's coming off his best season. I know, I know. But maybe his best season will be even better this season that he'll kind of have the opportunity to be. What about Bruce Irvin? Ooh. Ooh. What about Quentin Dunbar? He had a good year last year, too. Yeah. Tyler Lockett? Chance Warmack? Chance the Blocker? Let's go Trey Flowers, maybe? Trey Flowers, you like what I dropped with Chance the Blocker there, huh? You just gonna, you just gonna, you just gonna go over that one. You're not gonna give me any credit there. That's what you're doing right there. (laughs) Philip Dorsett, yeah, insider trader is no longer there. (laughs) Daryl Taylor. I don't like their roster at all. I don't, dude. I don't either. It's not good. It's not good. Like the, the the only guys who I'm like, oh, he could get better is already good. Yes, exactly. The rest of them like, ah, who exactly. are you? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll go with Greg Olson. Had a down year last year in Carolina. Maybe he can bounce back with Russell Wilson this year. Okay, you go him. I'll go Mike Ayupati. All right. I'll say, hey, you stay healthy. He, had, he came off of what? His first 16-game season since, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I'll go with him, man. Hopefully big fella's knees are good. I know even when we were AZ together, that was the big issue. And the knees, man, he looked heavy. Little little heavy set. Little heavy set. That'll do it for our NFC most improved player discussion. That was tough. It's certain teams, man. It's certain teams. I'm just I like, know. Yo, y'all just, oof. You guys, uh, you're leaving a lot to be desired here. Got the, the bitter beer face with y'all, man. <laughs> it's not good at all. The bitter beer face. I like that one. It's the truth. Up next, we'll get to our list of the day here, right? As we Uh-oh. continue to create content. With your boy, Jimmy. Top 10 running backs in the NFL for 2020. Who are they? Well, we'll tell you who on the other side. Keep those tweets rolling in. At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. List of the day. You know what, Arthur Motes? Pretty soon we're going to be able to put this list of the day thing to bed. Hopefully. Because we're going to have real football to talk about. Allegedly. You know, we are expert content creators. This is what we do. And content gold miners. You know, we you get, heard of the... We, we make it for the people. You heard of the San Francisco 49ers, right? Uh-huh. Because of the gold rush of 49. I was going to say, is, that, that, is make that offensive? Us the, Wait a minute, is that offensive? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Does that I, make I, us the... Are we the Pittsburgh uh, 2020ers, you and I, Arthur Motes? Because they know, were you. rushing for gold in 49. We've been rushing for content here in 2020. I don't know. You just better be careful, man. Anytime we start talking history, you know, you never know. You never know. Don't Council culture is real, man. Yeah, you know, the term Steelers is very offensive to me. 
Um, I'm just throwing it out there, bro. As uh, as somebody who uh, you know worked in the iron industry, the steel industry is very. uh, You better be careful. It's very offensive. That's how it all starts. You know. That's how it all starts. (laughs) At Wes Euler at the Body Fifty Two. We'll get to your tweets here in about twenty minutes as we wrap up the show. Arthur Motes list of the day today. We continue along our buddy Jeremy Fowler. His theme: He got fifty league executives, coaches, and scouts to rank the best of the best at every position today. Arthur Motes, it's running backs. First, let's go over the list here. Uh, and again, this was voted on by f- a panel of 50 anonymous coaches, executives, scouts, people who work in the National Football League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because they work, they don't mean they're good, though. It's true. I mean, that guy, Arthur Motes, I'm he a had hater. a really long career. I mean, maybe be a hater every once in a while. <laughs> Number one on the list, Arthur Motes, Saquon Barkley. 23 years old, his highest ranking, obviously, one, his lowest ranking, six. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. His highest ranking was one. His lowest ranking was four. Oh, you know what that means. In your book, that means he's better than that means he's better than Saquon. You tell me what it means. Number three, Ezekiel Elliott, highest ranking number one, lowest ranking number 11. You're seeing a trend here. We got some haters. Yeah, you know what that we means. We got some haters. You don't fall to 11 by accident. That's not one vote. Number four, Alvin Kamara. His highest ranking was two. His lowest ranking was nine. Mm. Number five, Derrick Henry, who's still recovering his back from carrying that franchise for weeks at a time. His highest ranking was number one. His lowest ranking, number nine. Number six, Dalvin Cook. Wow. He made it up to number one as well, too. Somebody ranked him number one. His lowest spot was eight. Number seven, Nick Chubb. Highest three, lowest 11. Who could Chubb 11? Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> you had somebody had Dalvin Cook as the number one uh, running back in the league. Yes, and the highest they went with Chubb was at three. I'm more concerned that somebody said he was 11. Someone said Nick Chubb was the 11th best running back in the league. In what league are we talking about here? They had Dalvin Cook as one. Oh gosh. Number eight, All Joe right. Mixon. His highest rating was four. His lowest was 14. Number nine, Dalvin Cook had a one. <laughs> Number nine, Josh Jacobs. He had a seven. Is his highest off the ballot was his lowest ranking. Oh, they man. they go fifteen deep on this, by the way. All these executives. Wow. So somebody had Josh Jacobs lower than fifteen. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> Lev Bell. His highest ranking was four. Speak of the lowest ranking, fifteen. Wow. And then honorable mentions: Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, James Conner. So Conner would have checked in thirteenth on this list. Melvin Gordon. And Leonard Fournette. Arthur Motes, you want to talk about your beef? You want to get right into the lists? Because I can see you're scratching the head over there. I mean, you've got a lot going on in the cranium. How do you want to address this? Oh, man. I definitely got big time beef. Yeah, me too. Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's just go ahead and knock our list out, man. Want to go top three? Let's do top three. All right. You want to start with top three? Because I don't have that much beef with the top three. I actually don't either. I don't either. In fact, go ahead and say it. I got the same exact top three. I do too. Do you? Yes, indeed. Oh, see, I thought you might have Zeke a spot or two higher. No, no, no. Like, because this is my problem. Zeke is phenomenal. Phenomenal. But I don't think he's a better athlete than Saquon. And I don't think he brings to the table what McCaffrey does in terms of He's just, versatile. Yeah. Super versatile. Home run threat. And he did it in an absolutely trash offense in Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> The only reason I don't have McCaffrey over Saquon is I feel like Saquon 
had more he had to handle. You know what I mean? Like in terms of just being in New York, the media along with that yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. higher expectations. McCaffrey, for some reason, people don't respect his game and they don't like to put a lot of expectations on him. Whereas with Saquon, you expect him to do just freakish things. Yes. With with because uh, we've seen it ever right. since his collegiate with, days. With McCaffrey, you still kind of question like, is he that good? Is it this? Can he do that? Not saying that it's right, but that's what people mm-hmm. still are questioning right now. And then Zeke at three. Yeah, Zeke, yeah. Man, he's in a high powered offense though. Yeah, he is the offense, but he's in a high powered offense. If we were talking just rushing the ball, right? Like none of the, the Zeke, other yeah, stuff yeah, that comes Zeke. into it, Zeke Absolutely. would probably be number one on the list. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't really have any beef with the top three. If you wanted to switch around maybe a person or two for no, your personal preference, whatever. Honestly, they could have had this list and said McCaffrey at one, Zeke at two, Saquon at three, I probably still would have been all right, all right, cool. Right, as long as it's those three guys yeah. in some order, I'm with you there. I feel like it's just pick your poison. What, you, what do you prefer? Right, exactly. Maybe you want the traditional rock toter like Zeke. Maybe you want the the yeah. McCaffrey, the guy who's a little more versatile. Can I need to look up the fumbles? Is that what I need to do? Look at the fumbles, baby. Is that what you told me I should do? We, well, we all know here on SNR that Arthur Motes is our resident fumble You know expert. what? Give me a second here. Let's check the fumbles out. Because that'll always tell you the, that'll tell you the story about these running Uh-oh. backs. You want to know. All you right. Ooh, know. okay, okay. What you got? What you All got right, for I us? I see a Saquon. Saquon had one fumble last year. All okay. right, okay. Okay. All right, we can win with that. Okay, we can, right, win, we with can win with that. All right, good ball security <laughs> there. All right, let's see what you got for me, young Zeke. We're going to find these fumbles. Oh, man. Zeke, baby. Zeke had three fumbles last year. Six fumbles the year before that. Oh, Zeke. I ain't feeling too confident. All right. Let me see what you got, McCaffrey. Come on. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. down. Come on. Come on, man. I believe in you now. Right now, my theory is working. One fumble. Boom. There we go. I like it. I like it. See? Boss Curry. That's our guy, Arthur Mutz. Let's go. Who you got at number four? You want me to go first here? Um, I'll go first. Let's do it. Let's switch it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you four, five, six. What you want? Okay, let's do it. All right, so at four, I have Kamara. Okay. At five, I go Derrick Henry. And at six, I go Nick Chubb. Okay. You we got, got the same four. dudes. Ooh. But a different, little bit of a different order. Okay. All right, I like this. At number four, I got Nick Chubb. Oh, I wanted him higher. But I'm a bigger fan of Kamara and Henry. That's the only problem. I and, and maybe I'm doing a little projecting here. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Fourteen hundred rush yards, 16, bro. I mean, he was six yards away from fifteen hundred. Yes, dude. And he didn't even have three hundred touches. No. I got. Uh, it's tough. It's tough because you know the Browns. They've missed on a lot of draft picks, but I think yeah. they got that one right. But. When we talk about predict, pr- pr- projected, I still am leery of what he's going to be able to do next year with Kareem Hunt being back there for the full time That's true. with him. That's true. I think that hurts him from a. St- I think he's more impactful, but statistically, yeah, maybe less it won't look because the same. of that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. But you averaged ninety three yards per game and, last and, season and, and underrated. Very underrated. They I, do not respect him. They bro. don't. I got him at number four. Uh, then I got your boy, Alvin Kamara, at number five. Yeah, I'm a Kamara guy. I'm not even. Gonna I lie. know you are. I'm and, a big time Kamara. And guy. I got Derrick Henry at number six, which honestly, like, yeah. Derrick Henry at six, man, that's a really good number six. He's a one trick pony. <laughs> he is. But he's really good at that's that. That's why, trick. like, he is a one trick pony. And, and he's you could straight argue, you downhill. Could, and I'm sure he got a he got a first overall vote. So uh, depending yeah. on if you're an NFL executive, how you want to build your team, you could certainly argue him oh, for number one right now. Listen, it's no different. We talk about Adrian Peterson. Is Adrian Peterson going to do anything right. you don't know? Right. He's not getting all these toss plays. He's not lining up at a slot receiver. No, he's lining up 
Seven yards deep and running downhill at your face. It's that simple, man. He's going to break your face it, off. It, it is that simple. All right, so, so I'm all for it, man. So, so far, our top six are all the same guys. Just different. Just a order. slightly and different. And only four, five, and six. Right. Only four, five, six were different. Right. Yeah. I like it. I, well, yeah, you're right. Because you, you had Chubb, Kamara, Henry. I mm-hmm. had Kamara, Henry, and Chubb. I like it. Only because, like I said, I'm a Kamara fan. Seven, eight, nine, ten. You want me to go first this time, or are you sticking with it? I'm kind of liking this going first. Okay, yeah, it's nice, isn't it? I'm like a two-guard. I'm going to shoot first. You know me. <laughs> All right, so uh, at seven, I go Joe Mixon, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Mixon's game. I mean, like I said, whatever you talk about his transgressions, things that happen in Oklahoma, I think that he has shown a lot of growth. I'm a big believer in second chances, similar to my boy Mike Vick. We saw that played out for him as well. But with uh, Joe Mixon, man, he's extremely productive, and he did it in an absolutely trash offensive mm-hmm. situation in Cincinnati last year. So I have him at seven. I have Josh Jacobs, who should have been the NFL Rookie of the Year, yeah. but they like quarterbacks for some reason <laughs> so much more than running backs. It was blasphemy that he did not win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But he's at number eight. At number nine, you know I got to keep it G for my Pittsburgh people, man. Give me L. Bell, man. Even though he's with the Jets, he's still a Pittsburgh stealer to me. So L. Bell is my guy at number nine. And then at number 10, man, take me to the West Coast, baby. All about the Seattle. Chris Carson. Yes, sir. Ooh. Coming off of two amazing seasons back to back now. Yeah. He, he's the new beast mode. Just not the cool nickname of the Dreads. So Dalvin Cook does not make your list. I'm not a Dalvin Cook guy, bro. Ooh. I am I like so it. not a Dalvin Cook guy. I like it, Arthur. I don't, and I don't even know why, because he's a good guy. He's a good player. I'm just not a Dalvin Cook. I, I I don't know what it is about his game, bro. I just even when he, I mean, when we played him, I was like, he's a good guy. He's a good player, but it just doesn't hit the same for me, man. Not compared to I, I would listen. I was contemplating even having Aaron Jones as my next guy in over Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook. But I'm like, I would go Dalvin just because of what he's been able to accomplish thus far in his career compared to Aaron Jones. And obviously, in Green Bay, they drafted uh, A.J. Dillon. So I'm like, man, does Green Bay not believe in Aaron Jones either? Yeah. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, he was productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just, I'm not a Dalvin Cook guy, bro. Uh, that's okay. It's not. It's all right. I'm sorry. We, we're sim- well, listen, we're similar. We're not too far off here. Uh, number seven, we got the same guy, Joe Mixon. Um I've said this before. I think he could be the steal of fantasy football this year. Not a great season last year, but I think a lot Shoot, of things played into G. that. That yeah. was a crazy thing. Still, still had a G and still, what, six touchdowns, yeah. I think, something like that. And a absolutely atrocious Yeah, offense. I would expect oh that to gosh. be much better this year. He's very talented. He's still yes. young, should be hitting his, his prime here. I've got him at number seven. At number eight, I've got the artist formerly of this Paris Known as the Juice Man. It is. Lev Bell. Hey, man. Another guy who next last year, not the greatest year, but I expect him to bounce back from that, certainly. And a full season with Sam Darnold. What are we talking about here, Yep. Man? Sam Darnold, the best quarterback in that division. Wait, what happened? Uh, number did, n- you, did you just say that disrespect? <laughs> number nine on my list. No, Josh. like seriously, did you say that disrespect? Don't, don't I know, try I'm to not going to talk about Cam Newton that way. Hey, what? Number nine on Your that. Your boy that better than Steve. I'm Steel. not going to talk about Cam Newton what? like that. I'm not gonna talk about Ryan Fitzmagic like that. Uh, number nine. Who's your on boy my, better than? Number nine on my list. Josh Jacobs. I mean, come on, I'm with you. No, Should no Dalvin Cook. Hold on, that's number nine. Oh, I was gonna say, wait a minute. Number oh, because you got LBL eight. Okay, okay. Yeah, number ten is where I have Dalvin Cook, and then Aaron Jones was my honorable mention at spot eleven. Wow. So we're pretty similar there, Motsi. Pretty close. Wow. 
Pretty close. So why are you so disrespectful to uh, Dalvin Cook? What's your what excuse? What do you mean? I got, him, I got him two spots higher than you do. How am I the one who's being disrespectful? <laughs> I mean, they got him on the list a lot higher than you do. That's all I'm saying, man. He's, what, six or seven on, on no, the I NFL's think he's list? six on the list. Let's look here. I got it right in front of me. He is six on the list. Yeah, yeah. He's six on the and list. somebody voted him first right. overall. And at, at worst, they had him at eight. What's going on here, man? I just, I can't. He's, he's missed 19 games in three seasons. I can't do it. So? Who cares about availability? Okay, well, that's if yeah. If who cares about avail- availability, who then James about- Conner should be in my top ten too. Who would you put James Conner in over though? Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, injury and all that stuff. Who you who you putting him in here over? I'm not taking him over Joe Mixon. I'm not taking him over Josh. Jay. I'm not taking him over El Bell. I'm not taking him over Chubb. Say, Henry say Kwan, obviously. I mean, yeah, what are we I, I would say yeah, help help me understand. <laughs> We found out out some new things about ourselves today, Mozi. We did. We're both Dalvin Cook haters. How about that? Definitely are. We got that on the. Is that the first guy that we dis that we're not fans of together? I think so. Because like you got your you know your haterade list. I got my haterade list. I don't know what it is about. I don't even know. Like I wouldn't say. See, that's unfair though. Like I do. I truly dislike the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. I don't dislike Dalvin Cook. I'm I'm just not. I'm just not a huge. He doesn't excite me when I watch him. Yeah. Like, certain people, like, even though I don't even watch McCaffrey like that, like, I get excited to, if he's on my, oh, okay, McCaffrey. I'll I'll watch the game for him. Yes. I'm not watching for Dalvin. Nah. I just, it doesn't do it for me. I'm with you, too. Yeah. I'm with you, too, Arthur Motes. I don't know why. I, I, am I weird for that? No, everything's, <laughs> hey, everything's just, an acquired taste, right? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. He's like light beer to me. I'm just a little, I'm good <laughs> on that, man. <laughs> We got some tweets to get to. We'll do that on the other side. Last chance to get them in. At Wesley Euler at The Body 52. The Body. Wrap up the show with your reaction as always. You're listening to Steelers Blitz on SNR. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Wrapping up the show like we always do with your tweets on the dot com. And Arthur Motes, we got a really good one from Gregory yesterday. All right, that I, Crowley and I laughed about. But I got to tell you this. So Gregory yesterday asked us, right, who would win in a staring contest, Arthur Motes or Wesley Euler? And before we could answer it on air, Uh-oh. Thrash replied with Motsy, right, because he already cut his eyelids off. Hey, the boy don't blink. The boy does not blink. I cut him off in 2014, man. Coach Tom looked me in the eye and said, hey, man, we don't blink, baby. If you're going to blink, cut your eyelids off. I took the – I need to have a razor. I just grabbed him with one hand and just ripped him, and I chewed him up and spit him out for good pleasure. Uh, we, Crowley and I were cracking up at that yesterday. I, oh, I, I had to make sure to share the, that with you. Just cut the eyelids off. Uh, King Dusty wants to know how we liked the DMX versus Snoop battle, which is hilarious because we Dude. were talking about it be- right before we went on air today. Absolutely. Ever since that battle, man, I've been bumping heavy DMX. Ever since wifey looking at me like I'm crazy, I'm like, babe, when I grew up, DMX was what I listened to. I'm an East Coast cat. Before Jay-Z was, like, big where I'm at, it was DMX. I had my Tims on, my fatigues, and my hoodie. You ain't want to talk to me then. It was different. Different time in my life. Dark we were, place. too. We were laughing, too. 
King Dusty just about like the difference in West Coast and East Coast hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, and like how yeah. Snoop Dogg is like you know ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Yeah. He's just up there having fun, laid back, cool. <laughs> and DMX is oh oh, <laughs> like super aggressive. <laughs> like you you don't, you wouldn't mind walking by Snoop like yo, you might speak to him. DMX, you like I'm gonna go the other way. This don't look like a good situation at all. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite the quite the duality of man, man on on oh, uh, man. on display there. I ain't gonna uh, lie, man. That, David, that, that touch right there. I'm glad, I'm glad he said. Me that. too. Shout I out, like that out, too. It's like out. they were listening before we went on yes. air or something. David, our Photoshop expert, Dehev, wants to know who bulked up more this summer: Switz lifting all those weights or West chopping all that smoker wood? Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, Ryan Switzer, man, he. He's got muscles on muscles in that picture. Yeah, man. I don't have muscles on muscles to put you. Uh, David, I'm in better shape now than I was at the beginning of the summer. Nah, man. Swiss, Swiss does look good, man. He didn't, he didn't definitely pumped it up a little bit, man. So, mm-hmm. maybe, as was mm-hmm. it here, flexing and making noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, just give me just give me to the end of the summer, all right? And then I'll post a picture and we'll say, see. Hey, major shout out to Swiss, man. But you're not going to go on my man West with the good hair. Come on, man. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> Don Juan says, thanks for the song selection. Can't believe Batman is a backstabber towards Moats. And he wants to know if you copped the Steelers Air Jordan 12s. Not officially, but this gonna get it's gonna happen. (laughs) Trust me, I've already I've already got outfits planned for it, believe me. It's happening. And last but did not he, least, did, did he get them? That's why I didn't know. What about you, man? Yeah, Don Juan, let us yeah, know if you yeah. got them too. What, what did you do? What, are you down with the get now? Because I am down with the Steelers colorway twelves. You know I'm about that action. Last one here, the lit one. Lit, lit, lit. Rebecca asks, I might have missed this, but will you guys be tuning in to watch the Buckos tonight? Actually, we haven't discussed that, Arthur Motes. You know what? This is bad. I don't even know. Are they playing in Pittsburgh tonight, or is it on the road? I, no, they're in St. Louis. Yeah, Saint, I'm pretty Saint sure they're Louis. in St. Louis, right? Uh, but to be fair, you do I, am wearing, I got my Roberto Clemente jersey on. You got the jersey on? Um, I will watch the Pirates tonight, yes, but I'll watch it like I watched baseball last night. It'll be on the TV in the living room, right? And I'll be cooking some dinner or I'll get some, you know, I might do some laundry or I might what, take the dog for a walk. So I won't be sitting down intently like crying tears of joy that the Pirates are playing. But yeah, I'll have the game on for sure. Arthur Motes doesn't seem as convinced. I got a hockey game tonight too, but it's not until eleven. So I could have used that as an excuse, but puck drop not till eleven o'clock tonight. So I got an excuse. I was traveling all day yesterday. I even missed my NASCAR race with my boy Kevin Harvick finished true. fourth. So I am a little fatigued. I'm very tired. In fact, I had to have coffee today. That's how tired I was. So with that being said, I might not watch this game today. I'm not gonna lie. Or I might watch it to help me go to sleep. You know how I get some time while by baseball, anyways. But if y'all gonna have like a watch party or something, y'all let me know. I might pull up with the mask on. I'm always looking for some action on the weekend. Uh, and that makes me think. Actually, one of my buddies, Mike, he t- and he listens to our podcast every day, so he'll be tickled to death when when he hears this later on. Um, he, he likes NASCAR a little bit. I don't think it wouldn't be fair to say that he's like a NASCAR fan, but I mm-hmm. think he's in tune with Nat. Like yeah. he's he's followed along, if that makes sense. Um, and he knows that you're a Kevin Harvick guy, right? Talk about it. And he wants to know if you're also a Bush guy. Ooh. Because you know Kevin Harvick, yes, the yes, Bush. Yeah. My buddy Mike likes to drink Bush beer. He wants well, to know if that's, that's a Bush thing. guy. I'm, I'm I'm working on getting into Bush because it's my problem. I'm not a big beer drinker anyway. I know you are not. Like hot take. I'd rather drink a 
a truly over a Corona. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like I'm just not a big beer no, dude. I think there's plenty of people. You know what I like mean? That. That's not what I do. But because Harvick is sponsored by Bush, I'm like ah, I might need to just chug one one day on race day. <laughs> I do use Mobile One though for my for my. There you go. You know what I mean? For my oil, so that's got to count for something, right? There you go. Yeah. So you're dipping your toe in the Bush pond. I like pizza. You know, you got you got the 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 uh, was it Hunt Brothers pizza? Uh-huh. That's I don't eat personally Hunt Brothers, but I like pizza, <laughs> so that's got to count for something. Counts for something with me, yeah. certainly. Arthur Motes, that'll do it for today's show. That was fun. It was a good week this week. Isn't it always a fun, good week when it we're is. together, it man? It is, my man. I enjoyed doing this with e- you. Even it's- even when we're backstabbed by yo boy Brian. He's not my boy. No, he's not my boy no more. He's yo boy Brian Backo. Backstabber. Why, yada. Why, yada. You know, I just can't believe him, man. I had a family member who said to me uh, a couple days ago, Motsi, like, you can't trust a guy that hop on and do an interview with somebody else instead of talking with you on a daily segment? You talking about that, that what they said to you? You know what's funny is <laughs> until Motes and I – I've said before, like, when, before Motes and I started doing the show, I thought I was the only person who had a stupid grin on my face. Or I thought I was the person who had the stupid grin on my face uh-huh. all the time. Motsy more so than me is grinning 24-7. <laughs> I also – you know, thought that nobody kept a grudge like me before mm, either mm. until I started linking up mm. with Arthur Motes about a year or two ago because this hey. man, he's just like me. He's always happy except hey. for when he's holding that grudge. Then it's time to hold that grudge. Because I feel like you wronged me. <laughs> I feel like we had something special. I thought we were exclusive. That's what it was. We were supposed to be exclusive with Brian Batco. He was supposed to be a friend of our show. Not a friend of, oh, Moses in here, but you know, you got Crowley up here. I wouldn't have called him if West wasn't here. Like, what are we doing? We're not exclusive. I feel like now he's. You he, thought you were going steady, right? I think he had an entanglement with Adam Crowley, mm-hmm. and now I feel some type of way. Oh, no. <laughs> not an entanglement. He had an entanglement with Adam Crowley, and now I feel some type of way. I had to get it out there. That's how I feel now. Oh. I feel betrayed, hoodwinked, bamboozled. All right, run that's, a muck, run astray. That, that's what it is now, man. He would do. He would the letter A. You know, it was fun. Most you used to be my guy, but Crowley is here, so I'll talk to you later. <laughs> like, wow, really? And see, this comes full circle to where this story started. I had a family member, a cousin, who told Mm-mm-mm. me. Who told me, dude, I don't know how you've been doing it these last four or five months. Like he was like legitimately like, I think being like aside from like our healthcare workers and people yeah. like that, he's like, I think being like working in sports has had to have been one of the hardest jobs the last four or five months because you've had absolutely nothing to talk about, but you've still had to do your show every day. Yeah. He's like, I don't know how you've been doing it. And I said to him, I said, dude, if it wasn't for Motsi, I was like, if it was just oh, me by myself, I said, I would be struggling. I said, I don't know how Adam Crowley does it by himself yeah, every single day. Right. I said, I got Motsi to bounce stuff off of, to laugh with. That's how we've yeah. survived these last four or five months. It does make our life a lot easier. And folks, we're getting close to the finish line. I mean, we're like yeah. Usain Bolt. We've rounded that corner. And we are, we're full speed ahead, baby. I can see the finish. You know why it's easy for Crowley? Because he comes on other people's shows and talks to their guests that <laughs> they've been talking to for the whole year exclusively. He comes in there and he just, just as a rich By the way, tomorrow night on pay-per-view, Arthur huh. Motes versus Adam Crowley. It's <laughs> unreal. Unreal. That'll do it for this week. Everybody have a good weekend and we'll be back on Monday. Tell, tell Brian I'm mad because of his entanglement with Adam Crowley. I got personal beef with both of them now. Everybody when I besides, see you, it's Everybody on. besides Arthur Motes, have a great weekend. Yeah. When I see y'all, it's on. I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> <laughs>
we'll talk the Yins on Monday. Same time, knuckleheads. It's always high noon, and you know where to find us. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steeler Nation Radio.